0: Learn more at Marines.com What's up everybody, my name is Carter, sitting with me today is Nate we are here to talk about some Anaheim Ducks, which I'm sure you know if you're listening to this. Yeah, we're at episode what 47. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Not the. Just to clarify, in case you stumbled upon this accidentally, we're not talking about you know like the quack quack kind of duck, contrary to <laughs> our theme song. There, uh, we're talking about the Anaheim Ducks, formerly Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. You know the the NHL team. So, what kind of ducks are there? There's there's mallards. That's all I know. That's all I know. I, honestly I wouldn't have even went to Mallet, I would have went with like cute ducks Angry ducks, <laughs> male ducks, rubber, female ducks. ducks. <laughs> rubber ducks I can't believe I forgot about rubber ducks So yeah there's like five different sh- species of duck right there <laughs> Cute, angry, male, female, rubber <laughs>
1: Do you think that like real ducks play with rubber ducks as well?
0: Yeah, I think that ducks are very like forward thinking. A, I think like that if they come across one, like Yeah. I I, I think that they don't discriminate based on, on race or anything <laughs> or, or color or you know, texture, I think that, or sound that it's they just, make. Just I the think. way they are, you know? Yeah, you I know? think that ducks are a very inclusive Fuck. group. <laughs>
1: What is this? Yeah, just like our <laughs> Anaheim Ducks. <laughs> I go. think
0: they're very inclusive. You know, they just brought in six new people that are having a grand old time. Exactly. Here, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, we've got some, some first points to talk about as a Duck um, yes, we over the next couple games. Which, uh, How do you feel about these compared to maybe last week? Um,
1: well, I mean, okay, to start it all off, I'm a lot calmer this week, or, least, or this episode. That's good. Um, met some guy as I was about to take the bus uh, late at night. Uh, gave this bottle labeled xanax i'm not sure if that's exactly what it is no i'm kidding (laughs) i'm not on anything um a lot a lot more a lot more calmer right now though Uh, that's for sure that's good Um, i'd like to hear that i just i don't know we we know i like consistency and i'm just trying to find the consistency on what this team is trying to be are we trying to now like push for like a wild card spot or like kind of just like be on the outside and push like excuse me, like how, how good we can be or are we trying to tank? Like, I just I just want to know. I just want to know.
0: Yeah, I think that the Ducks are playing a little bit of spoiler here. Yeah, uh, uh, Again, the Ducks not really being very discriminatory here. They're just, <laughs> everybody gets a loss. You get a loss. You get a loss. We you don't care if you're a penguin or a leaf. We're going to give it to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think that's their, their identity right now, which... I mean, I'm okay with that, you know, except for when maybe when they play Edmonton. But yeah, they, <laughs> they can they can beat the Avs. They can yep. beat the Leafs. That's yep. fine by me. I don't yeah, I don't sadly. mind. Spoilers, come on! What are you doing? Oh, I'm just you know <laughs> listing off some potential teams that they <laughs> so could possibly be. <laughs> <beat. laughs> <laughs> well, I guess since you already know, uh, they did beat the Avalanche four to three in overtime. Nate did predict a win uh, and a one goal game. Uh, a little bit lower scoring. You said two to one. So not too bad yeah i was ready for like another goalie battle type uh and i mean
1: miller came out on top of it which was great on like five extra shots but um yeah Francis just wasn't really getting a whole lot of help it seemed at times
0: yeah yeah i'll agree with that for sure yeah definitely not quite the goalie battle that we were expecting i don't think um i I said a 4-2 loss uh to the Avalanche. I, I still thought it would be a close game, but yep. uh, I guess I was close on the score, not necessarily on the winner or loser, though. Yeah. So maybe combined. You know. There you go. It's a combined win. Yeah. We did good. We done good. <laughs> yes, we did. Um, yeah, as you said, Miller faced 35 shots, stopped 32 of them for a 9-1-4 save percentage. Francois stopped 26 of the 30 he faced for an 8-6-7. Still pretty good numbers. The save percentage makes that look... Uh, a little bit lower, but like you said, not necessarily a lot of help. Uh, he was forced to make some some big saves in in this game.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh, I do have Franzos as well on my uh my fantasy hockey team. After grubauer went down, I picked him up, and you know, luckily I'm against the uh last place guy in our in our fantasy league, so this didn't hurt my goalie numbers too much, actually. But
0: yeah, I was looking at that, and I think he only has two goalies played this week, so he's not even going to hit the yeah. minimum <laughs> three. So <laughs> it, it really doesn't. It's matter, all but good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that, that
1: flips over tomorrow. Yes, it does. For, for the last, last week. For last
0: week. Where we face each yeah, other. Yeah, we face so. each other for it. Uh, so for next week's episodes of the podcast, I'm just going <laughs> to record half. Nate's going to record half. We're just going to put them together and send them off. We're not going to be in the same room. Yeah, we're
1: it, it, it's, it's playoff uh, push for our fantasy league right now.
0: Yeah, I think there's five teams fighting for three spots, so someone's going to be unhappy. Yeah, we got... Uh, one, two, three. Yeah, we got four teams tied for third spot at the moment. Um which is one guy two points ahead in second, I believe.
1: Yeah. And then the next one, the guy like the like top place, the guy's clip been clinched for weeks. He's seventeen and two. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm I'm happy to be back in that third spot personally right now. Yeah. So
0: all right. Well, let's get into this game then. First period against the Avalanche. Early on, Numesticaught. Oh, no, this is going to be rough. Nemesnikov with a break, but he is stopped by Miller. Praise Miller. Praise Miller. On the rush again, the avalanche are. Uh, McKinnon shoots. Miller makes the save, and it bounces off Nemesnikov once again, off his chest, then off of Delzato's chin, face, shoulder, something, uh, and in. So the Avs are up 1-0 now on what was a wild bounce. I don't think you could recreate that if if you tried.
1: <laughs> no, you, yeah, you really couldn't try. Just an un, yeah, like an unfortunate bounce and uh, you know, so that initial save, praise Miller.
0: Praise Miller. Um, In
1: initial save, yeah. But uh, yeah, just really unfortunate. Can't really script it any other way and you can't even argue really goaltender interference or anything like that either because it bounces off Nemestkov and then off of Del Zotto. like when Miller's trying to make sure that Nemestkov
0: doesn't run him the fuck over. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, ducks eventually do gain some offensive zone time, though it does pay off with uh, what I am going to start calling the ducks special—the old behind the net, uh, sneaky pass right out in front and it should be get the, du- the it Should be
1: the ducks back or the backdoor special. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah,
0: ducks. Ducks with the backdoor special <laughs> gets laughed from behind. Good shit. Good shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, Rowney this time uh, skates behind the net, passing to Jones, who scores. Or sorry, to Egazino who scores to tie the game up at one-to-one. Egazino's first goal of the season, first as a duck as well, obviously, and Rowney and Irwin getting the assist on that, as well as Irwin's first point as a duck. It's good to see the the new faces still contributing so and finding ways to. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Ducks getting some momentum off that goal then, some more pressure. Uh, Raquel tries to find Silverberg right in front of the net, but unfortunately the pass misses. Thankfully, though, Gooley trying to sneak in uh back door and puck goes right to him he gets his fourth goal of the season to put the ducks up by one now that's a nice fourth goal yeah it's a very it, nice goal it was very so very smart heads up play yeah
1: on his off wing as well so yeah yeah definitely yeah definitely uh sneaking in there as well he was just wide uh like just completely alone no avalanche even near him or that sort of thing so yeah very smart for sure, that pass was definitely going to Sufferberg, though. Yeah, yeah, 100%, definitely. Just
0: went through his legs, and Gouli's just like, "I got it." Yeah, <laughs> but for the sake of you know making the ducks sound better, we'll say Raquel was going him, going to him all yep. the way. Silverberg Sufferberg, Sof- receiving like, the pass, uh, yeah. and yeah, that's exactly what happened. He's like, "I got you, Frenzels." <laughs> yeah. Uh, near the end of the period, Avs on a power play, Landeskog with a seeing eye shot over Miller's shoulder, uh, puts the game um, back at. Uh, Back tied, 2-2, two to two, uh, going into the first intermission there. Just uh, not not much you can really do if you're Miller there. He was in position all the way. Yeah,
1: exactly. Just a shot that beat him around a screen and that sort of thing. Um, overall, that first
0: period was pretty entertaining, I thought. Oh, for sure. I mean, four goals. And that yeah. sort of thing. So, yep. Yeah, definitely. Uh, moving on to the second period here. Abs start on the power play again. Miller comes up with some big saves. However, the abs keep the momentum. Um, but praise again, Miller. yeah, praise Miller just with... Getting peppered by avalanche shots there. Yep. One might say an avalanche of shots. Oh. <laughs> I know we're far away. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Fist bump. Ducks on the power play now. Uh, gets laugh again with the uh, Ducks backdoor special. Finds Steele, who goes five hole on François, putting the Ducks back in the lead three to two. And Steele getting his sixth goal of the season there. That was some tasty shit. Yeah. That was, that was real good. <laughs> Uh, then Ducks getting some luck as Avs turn up the heat a little bit. Uh, Comfort hits the post on the rush, uh, just one of many posts in this game um, for I Colorado specifically. Yeah, especially Landeskog, he had. He I think quite he had two, oh, at least. So yeah, but yeah, I think the like the Avalanche as a whole,
1: I think they had four posts mm-hmm. in the game. So I mean, this could have been
0: drastically different. Oh, for sure, yeah. Moving on to the third period here with the Ducks up three to two. Silferberg gets a great chance uh, after he steals the puck from the Avalanche in their own zone. Unfortunately, can't finish, though. François comes up with the big save there. Too much Swedish. Too much Swedish. I guess he is actually Swedish. Is he actually? Ah, that works great.
1: (laughs) I was just more making the common joke, and it's like, ah, he is Swedish. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I, I should probably double-check that before we get someone ripping us a yeah. new one. I don't know. Jakob Silverberg sounds pretty Swedish to me. It does. Jakob Silferberg is Swedish. Nice. <laughs> Woo! Makes it even better. There you go. <laughs> uh, then on the power play in the third period, the Abs enter the zone. Oh, sorry. Uh, McKinnon enters the zone. And <laughs> McKinnon then releases a shot, and it just beats Miller clean three to three. Uh, really nothing you can do about a, a shot like that from McKinnon. That release is just
1: terrifying.
0: I don't care combined how long with that speed played in the league. Too. Like, yeah, ugh, yeah, it's insane. So yeah, three to three, end of the third period. That means we got some overtime. Overtime. Early in overtime, newcomer Juice sends Raquel in all alone, making a pass from his own zone all the way to the far blue line. But François comes up big with the save. That was a
1: great pass,
0: great effort by oh, Raquel. Yeah.
1: And yeah, Francos just beating him out. Of, mm-hmm. So
0: yeah, I was kind of questioning. Questioning having Juice out that early, being a a newcomer. But, yeah, he proved me wrong with that pass for sure. So, really great to see. Yeah, Juice is the one guy. Like, I mean, you got Sonny Milano and all these other guys as well.
1: But Juice is the one guy who, like, just slid into the system real quickly, I find.
0: Yeah, and has found a way to contribute in every game, whether it's on the score sheet or not. So, yeah, yeah, really good to see from him. Still in overtime, Avs with lots of pressure here. McKinnon. Absolutely demolishing Captain Clutcher's ankles with a nice spin move, like I, you can't even be mad about that. He
1: needs some milk.
0: <laughs> uh, McKinnon then tries to go top shelf, but Miller says no, flashing the glove there. Abs then getting a two-on-o that kind of turns into a breakaway, and uh, Miller turns aside Sam Durard. Praise Miller, no. praise Miller once again, and Abs with all the pressure. Landeskog getting one of his famous posts in overtime as well (laughs) then in the dying seconds of overtime just 10 seconds left Raquel steals the puck in his own zone goes end to end uh, just takes a shot from even above the circle really just as he enters the zone uh, tips off of Gerard's stick there beats Fran Sos Raquel breaks a 16 game goal drought to get the game winner in overtime 14th of the season does it all on his own there you go (laughs) <laughs> really nice play by him Smart to Just put a shot on net With seconds left In yep. overtime Yeah I really like that
1: Yeah you miss uh, You miss 100% of the shots That you don't take Wayne Gretzky Michael Scott Yes Ricard Buka Ricard Then Nate
0: Thomas <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Alright let's move on to This next game against The Maple Leafs Shall we Yeah sure all right, you predicted a 4-2 loss. Yeah, sneaky Leafs fan there. <laughs> uh, I predicted a 5-4 win in regulation. It was neither of those. Ducks ended up beating the Leafs 2-1 in regulation. You, so did, you got the one-goal spread as well. I got the one-goal spread win See, in regulation. Now, if I
1: just just taken my Colorado prediction and put it here, I would have had
0: it exactly. That's true. That's yep. very true. Jack Campbell was in net for the Leafs. He faced 28 shots, stopped 26 of them for a 9-2-9 save percentage. Gibson... Uh, was in net for most of this game, facing 26 shots, stopping all of them. Uh, we'll get to this a little bit later, but Miller ended up coming in in relief of of Gibson just a little for a short period of time, I think about 10 minutes. Uh, faced five shots, stopped four of them for uh, well, looks bad, an 800 save percentage, but the four saves he made were huge um, late in the game. So, yeah, uh, this was the goaltending battle that we predicted in the last one, not yeah. necessarily the high-scoring game that we thought, so...
1: Sorry, I was taking a look to see if Gibson was still credited for a shutout, but he
0: was not No, unfortunately, you got to so. play the whole game Yep Yeah, it sucks uh, I really would have liked to see that yeah. I was mad too, because I thought that Gibson um, I didn't see the end of this game I thought Gibson was still in that for the whole thing and then Yeah thought Leafs played spoiler on the shutout But, I mean, he kind of played spoiler on himself Yeah so. <laughs> Yeah, I guess let's get get into the game so we can talk about that a little bit uh, so first period Leafs testing Gibson early on uh, with a couple really good shots uh, the Ducks answer back quite quickly though on the first shot of the game a shot from Michael Delzato is tipped by Bacchus and Rowney then finishes off the rebound in front of the net to put the Ducks up one to nothing Rowney's eighth goal of the season and Bacchus's first point as a Duck as well in his first game I believe with the Ducks it I- might be I don't know I haven't really noticed him otherwise so I think it yeah, yeah I don't think he played I think, it. I think it is his first game yeah yeah no healthy scratch against uh, the avalanche there interesting you know that, that would have
1: to suck like from Bax's point of view like you're in Boston like you're you're playing you're an assistant captain you know your contract's getting shipped because it's not great anymore and you get to a new place and you're just
0: healthy scratched right away uh, actually, no. Sorry, he he did play a couple games with the Ducks uh, against New Jersey and Chicago. Oh, okay, um, but yeah, just not really as noticeable, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So in his third game, first uh, point and assist as a Duck, just go. his fourth point on the season as well in 19 games. Wow, yeah. interesting. Goes from captain of the Blues to assistant captain in Boston, and then to you know scratch yeah. and traded to the Ducks. So
1: yeah, father father time is. Not always on your side. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> Most of the not. time he's not. Yeah,
0: but I mean, if he can keep up, you know, a little bit of production here, um, yep. just getting assists every few games, you know, that would that'd be a huge for this team. And yeah. then to just have him in the locker room as well as a veteran presence is yeah. As I say, it's, it's
1: more a locker room thing. I think at this point, you're not expecting a whole lot of uh, production out of him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Since the goal, though, uh, Ducks dominating this game against the Leafs. Uh, I think shots were. Two nothing for the Leafs at one point. All of a sudden, they were eight two for yeah. the Ducks, and the, yeah, they just kept kept it coming in that first period. So um, a Leafs power play, however, does give them some good chances. But Gibson is huge, and uh, yeah, the Ducks carrying a one nothing lead into the first period of this game. Now, in the second period, Gibson remains so hot, uh, just making big save after big save on this high powered offense. Again, with a, a little bit of the Ducks backdoor special, a little bit different though. Uh, Gibson or sorry, Captain Clutch going instead of uh, behind the net, right out in front, goes all the way back to the blue line, shot from the point, gets uh, all the way to the net, causes some some traffic, but Campbell stays strong in this game. Uh, we've talked a lot about Gibson so far, but yeah, Campbell, another big story, um, making some big saves for the Leafs here.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, like they like the Leafs had had to play Freddie Anderson a lot this season, right? And you can kind of see it wearing on him a little bit and take a look at his numbers not exactly where you would expect for him, uh, even considering that Toronto's defense isn't completely healthy at this point. They're missing a lot of key guys. Uh, a couple are coming back. I think C- Cody Cece was just um, taking off IR before this game or something like that. So, but uh, yeah, no. Uh, Jack Campbell's been huge for them since going to Toronto, and um, I know I kind of thought about it after. It made sense actually that Campbell played uh two of the three games here for toronto on the western uh on the west coast uh trip there of san jose la anaheim the only team he didn't play against was la which was his old team that he just got traded from this year so uh but it makes sense because he's played them
0: way more than toronto has in a season right so definitely he knows all the the tendencies of of these two teams so unfortunately didn't quite work out in the leaf's favor but yeah it wasn't to fault campbell no exactly Yeah, um, yeah, no. He looked really good. Like like we started this off with, this was definitely the goaltending battle of, yeah. of these two games, and not really the one we were expecting. So, yeah. <laughs> moving on to the third period here, Leafs come out strong, but Gibson um, keeps his ground, keeps the puck out of the net. Midway through the frame, however, with all of this hard work and and putting the team on his back that that Gibson does, uh, tweaks his little. Tweaks is growing a little bit, trying to, uh, I guess, push back to the other side. You're the goalie. I guess you kind of know a little bit more about what causes this kind of injury. Yeah, I'm
1: not sure. I mean, we haven't heard anything yet about uh, Gibson. There's no comment um, from Dallas Eacons after the game. We haven't
0: heard anything since still about there are, what's happened. They are but. speculating a groin muscle spasm. That's okay. kind of what they're calling it, but not really anything official from gibson or the teams? So. yeah like
1: even even watching it like i'm no doctor by any means or that like i just um but i yeah i wasn't sure if it was groin or knee just kind of like the way you have to push off and kind of tweak your knee sometimes as well um all i saw though is just like kind of an awkward pushback or try to push back and you could tell it got to him right away so mm-hmm. um yeah i mean we'll see what happens here um probably in the next day or two of if we hear any news about Gibson or that sort of thing but honestly my thought that is or my thought is that if it's like even like anything like kind of serious like say what like a week two weeks honestly just tell him okay just don't worry about the rest of the season honestly 'Cause you aren't trying to really make a playoff push or anything like that, right? You'd much rather have him healthy, ready for next season. I know he's a competitive guy, but that's kind of the one where um I think the team should make that decision if it comes to that. So definitely play yeah. Miller for the end of it. Uh it'll probably be the last like it, it could be the last few games of his career as well, right? So They'll let him enjoy it. Um yeah. bring up Stellars again, maybe give him a couple shots to see how he does, that sort of thing. So Yeah. No, but. definitely. Um yeah, if, I guess, if it's nothing though yeah. and he's back in like a couple of days, go for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I guess let's uh let's finish off this third period here then. So uh some strong work along the boards. Uh, this was just before uh Miller got uh or went to the bench or sorry, Gibson went to the bench when Miller came on in relief. Um some strong work along the boards, sees the puck bounce to Adam Henrique, who puts in his twenty-fifth goal of the season to give Ooh. the Ducks a two-nothing lead. Uh, unassisted goal, but definitely credit to uh, everyone else that was on the ice, on the Ducks, you know, to force that that puck um, off the boards and basically force the Leafs to turn it over in, in the slot there.
1: Yeah, absolutely, but uh, I don't know, for some reason, like, you know, like there's certain guys that you just love watching them score, and like, Henrique's kind of become that guy for me throughout the season. I, just, I really like when Henrik scores. Just, I don't know what it is exactly, but I just always... Um I get a little more excitement out of it for some reason.
0: So Yeah, I think he's just so excited when he scores. Like yeah. he, he definitely gets the momentum going for yeah. the team whenever he scores. So yeah, I think it it rubs off on the fans a little bit as well. Yeah. Uh leads with the empty net here. Um I guess after this goal uh was when we saw saw Miller go in. So mm. Gibson is technically credited with the win since this second goal was the game winner.
1: Which was also his
0: fifth straight 20 win season. Which is good. It's really good. Yeah, with the empty net, Leafs get a goal from Nylander to put them within one with three minutes left. However, the Ducks and Ryan Miller shut the door on the Leafs empty net once again. And um, yeah, we come away with the win here. Very strong defensive game, I would say. Um, And a huge part of it do as well to John Gibson making those 26 saves. Yeah, this is definitely a, a partner game for sure um yeah
1: unfortunately Gibson having to leave with that injury that we aren't sure what exactly it is yet but you know props to Miller for uh coming in there with like what 10 yeah it was like 10 minutes left in the game or something like that and just closing the door for the rest of it I mean some guys can play really well just being called upon right like it's kind of a different feeling in a way you're kind of thrown into the game you don't have a chance to really think about it sometimes and I, like, I know that from personal experience, like I found for myself, like a couple of games that you get thrown in, right. You just kind of go off because it's just like an instant adrenaline rush of like, you, you're not sure what's going to happen right away. You don't have time to think about it. So but yeah, I mean, Miller's, Miller's obviously a great goaltender and has had been a great starter for years and he's really worked nicely into that backup role, I think. And yeah, this is just an example of it. I think so.
0: Yeah, Definitely. I guess keeping on the the Gibson train here a little bit with our news segment. Um, according to Yahoo, he is expected to be back for Tuesday against the Ottawa Senators. Uh, that's not an official release. That's just speculation, yeah, speculation by whatever insider let Yahoo know that. But usually there is a, a good amount of truth to it, and um, at least saying he'll be back for Tuesday means it's not a super serious injury. So, yeah, uh, I could see him maybe backing up backing up Miller. Yeah, I was just gonna ask you. On that. Tuesday, or Wednesday, or like any other games that are upcoming on the weekend, just yeah. just to make sure that it nothing serious happens. And like you said, give Miller some of the last few games of his career. Yeah. Yeah, you beat
1: me to it. I was gonna ask you, do you play do you try to get Gibson
0: in there right away, or you just play Miller for against Ottawa? So I know we're kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but Um No, I'd play Miller against yeah. Ottawa. Yeah. Well, I mean it is a back to back situation. So yeah. I guess you, yeah i guess you'd want to play gibson against st louis anyway so yeah that too so but, yeah it kind of works out that way that you, you give him that extra game off but he's still there if you need him to because he is ready so yeah of thing. so um yeah i guess let's continue on with the new segment as well josh manson who's been out for a couple games with an injury is expected to be back for tonight sunday against the minnesota wild so last night if you're listening to this on monday Good Branson and Fowler, other defensemen who are out with injuries, are expected to be back later this week. Uh, not really a definite they're going to be back for this game, but they're close to ready, which is huge, uh, especially Cam Fowler being the top defenseman there. Good Branson, a good depth defenseman. So uh, I think now we'll start to see some battles for spots on the roster next year um, among the defensemen because yep. we're starting to get a little little heavy on the amount of defensemen that yep. are, Pre- are able to play for this team. Yeah. 2020-2021 uh,
1: uh, preseason training camp starts in March now, so. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, if you're a defenseman in Anaheim, it definitely does. So. Yeah, because there can be a lot of moves made in the summer, so and mm-hmm. for a rebuilding team, moves are expected. Yeah, definitely.
0: Also, another defenseman kind of on the move, uh, Brendan Gooley is reassigned to San Diego. Uh, he's, I guess, one of the few defensemen that is able to go back quite easily without having to cl- yeah. clear waivers so it does make sense you know with these these veterans coming back uh might as well give Gouley an opportunity to play rather than than just sending him to the press box um I guess maybe for him training camp starts uh in when does it start September yeah September yeah so um but I, yeah I think that he'll be fighting for a spot next season as well this is definitely not sending him down because he's not ready. I think he's shown that he is ready to play in the NHL, and just the more experience he can get, the better, whether it's at the AHL or the NHL level at this point.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, The news piece about this from the Anaheim Ducks website uh, does give us some stats as well. Uh, Gooley had established several uh, NHL career highs with the Ducks this season. It was his highest points. He had eight goals, which he had four, and appearances as well. He had 30 appearances this year.
0: What was his next highest for... Appearances,
1: um, it does not say he uh, Gooly, though, for in down in San Diego, uh, he is tied for second, uh, among defensemen and goals. So
0: that's really good. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Uh, his next highest was with Buffalo in the seventeen eighteen season where he played 18 games. Uh, oh geez, so yeah. he's he's nearly
1: doubled that he has like a, f- yeah. a few games off, but yeah, actually,
0: this season too was his first goal of his career. Oh, there you go. Um, Yeah. I mean, he'd only played 18 to 20 plus 9, 29 games before that. So, yeah. I guess, yeah, even this season he's played more games in the NHL than he has the entire rest of his career. So really showing that he's making an impact and able to uh, compete as well. Yeah. All right, before we get into upcoming games, to wrap up the podcast, we're going to talk to you guys a little bit about cool hockey. Since 1999, CoolHockey.com has been the number one online source for purchasing and customizing officially licensed NHL hockey jerseys in North America. To them, quality is just as important as it is to you, and that's why they ensure that every product that leaves their doors is done to the exact specifications of the NHLPA. Cool Hockey stocks officially licensed NHL products from Adidas, Fanatics,
1: Reebok, and CCM, and hand-stitches them in their 15,000-square-foot state-of-the-art production facility in Toronto, Ontario to ensure the most authentic customization possible. Since they don't outsource jerseys for customization like their competitors, they're able to offer the best
0: quality, pricing, and delivery time on other products. Cool Hockey staff live and breathe hockey and it shows in their work. Find out for yourself why CoolHockey.com is the number one source for NHL hockey jerseys online. If you buy today, you can get your first or next jersey from them
1: for 30% off. Just use the promo code CH30 once again, that's promo code CH30 for 30% off of your next purchase.
0: But hurry, this deal won't last long. Also, by using the link that we supply in our description, we can receive a small commission off of all the purchases that are made through that link. Uh, so if you're in the market for a jersey and you want to help out the podcast with really no expense to you, uh, just click on that link. It, that'll take you directly to coolhockey.com and make sure you use that promo code, obviously. Um All the money that we can receive off of those commissions just goes right back into the podcast, whether it's better mics, uh, getting video cameras for the future, you know, really anything like that. So, yeah, if you want to help out the Quack Report and get a jersey, then just buy a jersey. There you go. All right, let's move on to upcoming games. As we already sort of briefly mentioned, the next game game is Tuesday, March 10th against the Ottawa Senators at the Honda Center, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. The last meeting between these two teams was February 4th, which was a 3-2 win for Anaheim, putting them up one nothing in the season series. Um, this will be the last game of the series, since we'll only see them twice, yep. uh, with them being in the East. So, uh, yeah, this will be the, the home game of the, I guess, season-long home-and-home home yep. series, if you want to call it that. You have some stats for us for the ottawa senators sure so left there yeah so leading the
1: uh nhl actually in uh worst ownership uh business decisions is uh, eugene melnick <laughs> uh,
0: okay. uh, with how many bad business decisions <laughs> too many to count <laughs> wow it is off the fucking scale <laughs> even the statisticians don't want to count that <laughs>
1: Uh, in all seriousness, though, you got Connor Brown leading the Senators. 69 games played. Nice. Nice. 16 goals, 26 assists for 42 points on the year. Brady Kachuk with 69 games played. Mm-hmm. Nice. 20 goals, 21 assists for 41 points. And Anthony Duclair with 64 games played. Not, 20 th- oh.
0: No, no, <laughs> 23 goals, 17 assists for 40 points on the season. Just looking at these stats here, Brady Kachuk with 106 penalty minutes. Yep. Like, (laughs) the next guy's not even close. Mark Borowiczki, 58. (laughs) Like, not even the same ballpark. I thought that Brady was definitely, like, the cleaner Kachuk. Oh, no. Definitely not. He is not. No, he's a piece of shit, too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think, actually, let me double-check that. I believe Brady's beating Matthew by quite a bit. I know you guys bugged me as the Flames fan of, like, oh, the better Kachuk and stuff like that. Well,
0: that's because Brady actually fights Matt was like, <laughs> fight you? Why the fuck would I do that? I'm a little bitch. I'm not going to do that. Uh, taking a look, this season, Matthew Kachuk has 74 penalty minutes. That's it? Yeah. I mean, if you would have fought Kassin every time that he should have, <laughs> it would probably be a lot higher. Oh <laughs> uh, um, Man, I love bringing our own rivalries into the quack report because nobody else gives a shit. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, let's look at line combos, see how things are doing in Ottawa after they... I guess they didn't really clean house, but they shipped off quite a few guys at the trade deadline. So uh, Brady Kutruk is on that top line uh, with Connor Brown as well. And that is now centered by Chris Tierney after seeing Pajot leave to the uh, Islanders. He was a center. Yeah, he's a center. Um, Second line. Oh, sorry.
1: That's a nice contract that he got on the Island. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Second line. Colin White is centering Rudolph Balsers. Sorry if I butchered that and bobby ryan as well um great story of him coming back f- after committing himself to the uh nhl players assistance fund or assistance, association Association, i guess like is what that. it's called yeah, yeah i don't remember the name but he yeah. went he went and got the help that he needed yeah for so. sure um yeah good on him yeah sobered up uh just over 100 days sober now which is yep. uh really good for him you can tell he's uh doing a lot better scored a hat trick in his uh second game back first yeah. home game as well um so yeah, huge for Bobby Ryan um, to not let that really end his career. So Yeah, Bobby Ryan, uh, Ducks alumni. Yes, so. exactly. So really good for him. You know, Once a duck, always a duck. Once a duck, always a duck. Uh, third line, we've got Nick Paul centering Anthony Duclair and Jace Har- Har- Harluck. Jace Harluck. Oh, I'm so sorry. Harluck. I don't know. Yeah. I usually try, but that, one, that one's a <laughs> And fourth line, Matthew Pekka with Michael Bodker and Scott Saburn. Um, yeah, as you get further down the lineup, you see a few more maybe AHLers creep in there to fill yeah. some, some gaps. Uh, there's going to be some offseason moves in Ottawa. Obviously, though, can't take them lightly. They just, who did they just beat the other night? I think they just beat like St. Louis or something. Uh, they beat like one of the top teams in the league
1: i'll take a look here they beat san jose on saturday
0: oh they beat the islanders yeah four three yeah
1: that that's what and got crushed that. by pittsburgh seven <laughs> three yeah this is another team that like they can play really well but also it's like okay what what are you trying to
0: do here so yeah just like, not to the point of the ducks yeah yeah exactly um they beat Vancouver as well, five to two, a uh, couple weeks ago. So Yeah, and that was that Bobby Ryan hat trick. That was, yeah. Um, Vancouver kind of fallen off a little bit. but Yeah, yeah. especially since Markstrom went down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that big one that I was thinking of was uh, the Islanders there. Yeah, so. yeah um, definitely can't take them lightly like the Islanders did. So, um, And then goalies, do you have some stats for us there, Nate?
1: Yeah, I do. So we have three goalies actually listed for the Ottawa Senators, um, just different injuries and stuff like that this season. They've all played... A good amount of games though, so that's why you have three listed here. Uh, so we'll start with uh, Marcus Hogberg. He's played twenty-three games, has a five-seven and eight record, a three-zero-four goals against, and a nine-zero-nine 9 save percentage. You have Anders Nilsson, twenty games played, a nine-nine and two record, three-one-eight goals against, and a nine-zero-eight save percentage. And Craig Anderson, uh, thirty-three games, eleven-sixteen and two record a 326 goals against and a 901 save percentage. Fun fact, Craig Anderson's 11 wins is the most by a
0: Senators goalie this season. That's not very good. Nope, really. But. Um I, I do like uh Hogberg and Nelson. Um from what I've seen of them, they um I, I mean like they don't really have the wins, their stats aren't the greatest, but considering they're on a quite awful Ottawa Senators team, the numbers look pretty good. Yeah. Um yeah, Hogberg, uh, just a young guy as well. Uh, he is twenty five, so just kind of breaking into the NHL now. So, yep. um, yeah, I think he could definitely be the future uh, of this team once once Anderson retires or or I was, goes somewhere. So. I was
1: just about to ask you that. So, Anderson's contract is up this season. Do you think he retires? How old is he? Uh, Anderson is, I believe, he's in his
0: forties now. No. Oh no, he's thirty eight, almost. Yeah, I think I think he's done. Yeah, um, yeah. Nilsson and and Hogberg, I think have proved that they can play. Uh, I really like them. I think you get a better team in front of them, and and these numbers start to look a lot better. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they're kind of running the three goalie system as well. Like sometimes Nilsson gets scratched, sometimes Hogberg. I think Anderson's always the starter or the backup. But yeah, um, but yeah, like they've they're really trying to figure out who or what they have. Yeah, what they have, who they can keep on the roster, who is getting extended or, yeah. or whatever. So. Yeah, I think we could see any one of the, these three goalies uh, on Tuesday. So There you go. Uh, I guess we didn't talk about defensive pairings as well, um, which is kind of huge for this Ottawa Senators team. Thomas Chabot okay. being on the first pairing with Ron Hainsey, Mike Riley with Nikita Zaitsev on the second pairing, and third pairing is Andreas Englund and Christian Wolanin. Uh Again, starting to kind of fill the holes with some AHL or seventh defenseman type guys, but Thomas Chabot's looked great on that first pairing all year long Um, Got quite a few points as well. I think uh, Not quite 40 38 and 69 games as a as a defenseman. So that's pretty good Yeah,
1: it's pretty good. It's exactly what uh, you know, Ottawa's kind of looking for on that back end uh, To kind of
0: build around at least so yeah, no, definitely Uh, Do you have a prediction for this game?
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think Anaheim's kind of picked up their pants after those uh, two abysmal wins that we talked about, or losses that we talked about last episode. Um, we we don't need any uh, Vietnam flashbacks here. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I think they've kind of they've picked it up, um, and uh, I'm going to predict a three-one Anaheim win.
0: Nice. Yeah, um, I'll I'll agree with the score on that one, three to one. Going back to what we talked about last episode, where they play up to the level of quote-unquote better teams higher teams in the standings um and then they kind of tend to shit their pants against other teams that are close to them in the standings or not quite as high you know like the bubble teams and I, I think that they're not gonna i think they're gonna i guess instead of going up to the level of the other teams they're gonna stoop down to Ottawa's level mm. uh, auto is gonna take it to them 3-1 loss is what i'm calling for this one interesting
1: Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I I know I have my prediction. I don't disagree with yours. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The only argument I would make for it, I guess, is just whether we have Gibson or Miller in net, I believe that we have the better goalie no
0: matter what. That's true. Yeah. So. I guess um, I guess let's hope on the 3-1 score and then see who comes out on top. who gets it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Guess the 3-1. Nobody else scored. Nobody else scored. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I guess let's move on to the next game. Wednesday, March 11th, the Ducks are home to the St. Louis Blues. Game will be at 7 Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. This is the postponed game from when Jay Jay Bomeester went down uh, midway through the first period there from uh, his cardiac episode. So uh, obviously he's not back for this game. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he'll be in the stands. I'm sure he'll get a standing ovation from yeah. the Anaheim Ducks crowd um, as he deserves. And um, but yeah, this is the the makeup game, so it will actually start at one to one uh, since that was the score at the time. Uh, but they'll still play the full sixty minutes of this game. Interesting. Yeah. All, right. All stats are erased except for goals and assists; those stay. But any hits hmm. that happened, any blocks, those those don't count. So that's very interesting. Yeah, All right. it's kind of weird how they do it, but it does kind of make sense. Yeah. So yeah, um, last meeting, um, I guess last full meeting uh, against the St. Louis Blues was January 13th. Uh, the Blues came out on top, four to one, in this one to tie the season series at one to one. This will be the last game of the series since we're closing out the season in really just under a month. Actually. Yeah that's coming up fast that it is stats for st louis do you want to blow my mind with those yeah sure so you got uh david
1: perron who's played 68 games has 25 goals 35 assists for a nice 60 points uh right behind him is the reigning con Smythe winner ryan o'reilly 68 games played 12 goals 47 assists for 59 points and brady shen with 68 games played 25 goals 31 assists for 56 points
0: Nice. Three guys that I definitely expect to to be on top there. The guys behind them, Jaden Schwartz and Alex Petrangelo, are also guys I expect to be up there. So yeah, exactly. Really no surprises um, Yeah, at all. Let's get into line combinations, I guess. Ryan O'Reilly centering that top line with David Perron and Zach Sanford. Second line consists of Jaden Schwartz, Braden Shen, and Sammy Blay. Third line, Alex Steen, Robert Thomas, and Tyler Bozak. And fourth line: Mackenzie McCurkin, Oscar Sunquist, and Ivan Barbashev. Largely the same team that went all the way last year. Yep. Not a lot of changes, um, really. Besides injuries, which is Vladimir Tarasenko, uh, Jay Meester, which I guess we'll get to, and uh, yep. Jordan Kyrou and Justin Falk also injured. Just while I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking at them. So,
1: yeah, outside of yeah those guys being injured, like yeah, like you said, it's pretty well the Stanley Cup team from last year, and. Um, you know it's it's scary no matter who plays St. Louis you kind of you kind of drive a little bit harder I guess uh, when you're playing the defending champs
0: and um, yeah this will this will be an interesting game I think yeah for sure defensive pairings as well it uh, looks very scary with uh, even with the injuries they have on defense there Carl Gunnarsson with Alex Petrangelo on the top pairing Marco Scandella and Colton Pareko on the second pairing and third pairing is Vince Dunn and Robert Portuzzo that second pairing is interesting and scary. Yeah, uh, yeah. Pareko not having a great season uh, offensively, I guess. Yeah. Um, like you would expect, but he's still been solid defensively. Scandella recently acquired from the Canadians, really just filling in the holes for, I guess probably when Falk comes back, he's just day to day, so yeah, won't be out for too long. So, yeah. Um, looks really good in St. Louis. Like, uh I don't even know how this team was last in the league. A point last year because it's not different from how they started the season yeah. last year. Like they just eventually started playing to where they should be, made the playoffs, won the cup, and now are still scary. Like, yeah, it's
1: all just a for St. Louis last year, it was just all a mental thing. Oh, definitely. As, as soon as yeah. like the team came together and started working
0: together, then everything fell in place. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess let's get into goaltenders as well cuz that was a huge part of their their cup run last year.
1: Yeah, so starting off with uh, you know, the guy that kind of sparked everything, uh Jordan Bennington. He's played 49 games this season. Uh has a 30-12 and 7 record, a 2.57 uh goals against and a nine one one save percentage. And uh Jake Allen, you know, he's at not as many games as he used to play, I guess, but uh he's definitely picked it up this year actually. Uh, 20, better with the reduced workload yeah sure. 22 games played has a 10-6-3 record a 2-3-1 goals against and a 9-2-2 safe percentage
0: mm-hmm. one thing you didn't mention is Bennington's three shutouts on the season yes. as well yeah
1: three shutouts and Jake Allen has one so
0: yeah um, yeah Bennington looking real good off of last year um, definitely showing that that what was his two-year contract I forget what it was worth but it, uh, it was kind of a show me contract I think it was showing
1: like four something
0: I'll, I'll pull it up here yeah it was a little bigger than a lot of people expected, but because it was only two years, it looked okay.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, like you said, it's a kind of a show me contract, and um, I mean, he's definitely showing so far. Yeah, and like that, that contract's even looking like a steal at the moment, even if it's two years. Uh, four point four average. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's uh, that's pretty good for a guy that uh, if you listen uh, to the Spit and chicklets episode with uh, the interview with Bennington around All Star time. Mm-hmm. Uh he was talking about how like they like St. Louis wasn't gonna keep him up and they were trying to find a place to send him down to. They were about to send him to the E, and it was Marty Brodeur telling him that. And he basically told Martin Brodeur to go shove it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's definitely got he's definitely gotta back up a few things. So yeah, definitely. And he's he's not uh he's not disappointing anybody.
0: Yeah, no, definitely not. Um do you have a prediction for this game?
1: Yeah, so just because Again, it's the we play to the high level. Like I think it's going to be a really good game. I think St. Louis is just going to come out on edge, though, on this one. Maybe an empty net. Uh, I'm going to call four
0: two for St. Louis. Okay, yeah. Again, I think it's going to be a close game as well. I feel like a broken record at this point, but we're going to play up to the <laughs> level of St. Louis. Yep. It's going to be very similar to how we played against Colorado. I think. Uh, so I'm calling three two for Anaheim in overtime. Ooh, interesting. I th- yeah, I think it's really just going to be a repeat of the. The avalanche game so there you go yeah that's my prediction on that one i like it all right do you have anything else that you want to add before we sign off nate i think i'm good i'm just excited to watch
1: these next couple of games yeah
0: so. you were definitely a lot calmer this episode a so lot calmer this yeah. episode <laughs> whatever you got from uh guy on the bus, <laughs> on the bus is <laughs> doing pretty good <laughs> for you or maybe the only prescription you need is some more ducks wins there you go yeah some, some more ducks wins hopefully you got one for how about
1: like you know what because I really want a good spot. How about just like some like working losses? How about that? Yeah. So like you don't get me those. like don't get me yeah. wrong like wins are great and all, but I would really like a nice juicy pick at this year's draft. And uh, we're in Montreal this year, isn't it? Uh, yes. So yeah, yeah. I'd love to. Uh, you know, I'd love to bring home a French kid, potentially named Lafreniere. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's where you were going, but I <laughs> just wanted to make sure.
0: <laughs> all right. Thank you, Ducks fans, for listening. This podcast is a production of the Hockey Podcast Network. If you want to check out more podcasts from the perspectives of other teams, there is a different podcast for each of the 31 NHL teams where you can get wherever you listen to your podcasts, all on their own feed or in the, the mega Hockey Podcast Network feed if you just want to listen to all of them, if you have that much free time. I don't know. Uh, but those come out every Monday and Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow our show on Twitter at Quack Pod. You can follow the network at Hockey Oh, and if you follow Hockey Pod Net and Cool Hockey on Twitter and Tankathon, you can uh, enter the Tankathon Cool Hockey Hockey Podcast Network Joint Contest. So if you sim the draft lottery on Tankathon, uh, which you can do as many times as you want until you get the results you like, take a screen cap of that. Reply to the the Hockey Pod net uh, contest thread with with the screen cap, tag a friend, make sure you're following all three of those guys that I listed earlier. And then also retweet the uploaded photo on your own Twitter and uh, that'll enter you into the contest, the closest person to getting 15 out of the 15 teams correct gets a $200 Cool Hockey gift card, which you can basically put towards a, a brand new jersey. Like that's basically the full price Yeah, of one, uh, and give or take a little bit. Or
1: it's a full jersey plus a discount on another one later because Cool Hockey loves to also have their discounts like the CH30 going on right now for
0: 30% off. That's true. That's very true. So, yeah, um, if you found what I just said very confusing, just go to <laughs> at HockeyPodNet on their Twitter. You'll find the contest thread with absolutely no issues at all. I believe it's pinned to the top if you can do that on Twitter. I'm not a Twitter user. Yeah. Yeah, so all the details will be in that post. So I believe in you guys to figure it out. Us Ducks fans are, are pretty smart, I like to think. And then also, if you want to hear more from us, you can listen to our own show, The Shooting Around Show, where we come out with new episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow our show on Twitter at around. Thank you guys for listening and go Ducks go. Woo.